All right, welcome back to The Conservatine, and this is your host, Chase Levitt. Today, I have Colin Ekstrom and Andrew Bassett on to talk about some of the hot topics we have right now in America. I'm going to let Colin and Andrew introduce themselves, and then we will get right into it. Andrew, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, what's up? I'm Andrew. I listen to a lot of uh, political podcasts, and I follow, podcast, I follow politics quite a bit, and that's about it. All right, Colin. Um, I'm Colin Ekstrom. I'm one of Chase's good friends. Uh, I follow politics quite a bit. I also follow Conservatine, and I'm really into politics as well. So, All right. So let's get right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is our uh, Second Amendment rights, because those have been really put under attack lately by um, liberals, Democrats, and Republicans, which is surprising because yeah. you know, you'd think traditional Republicans weren't like that, and it's totally yeah. changing. Um Andrew, do you want to give your opinion on just the whole thing? Yeah, so um, the Uvalde shooting was tragic, of course, but immediately um, following it, the left has turned it into its main talking point to try and push the radical gun laws. And um, it kind of sucks, but what they've, they initially started with just blatant, just like take away all guns, like gun buybacks, all this sort of stuff, like completely just like strip. Americans from their guns, but um, what is kind of turned into is more of they've been trying to push to try and get the Republicans on board, like people like Mitt Romney and others in Senate who are also kind of don't like the shootings. Like I could, we can all say none of us like the shootings, but all these other people who also don't like the shootings, but kind of are willing to try and do something about it. They've turned it into more like just um, let's uh, let's make the age from 18 to 21. Let's try and flag people down more let's increase security let's we let all the sort of all these things to try and uh try and take away rights and a lot of it one of the like the main um the main top like what's what everyone argues about the most is how far does the second amendment have to like what's what's its limits and i don't it's it's always a hot topic for debate but that's what senate and the house are for so that's what i think um, before I get to you, Colin, on that, I just want to bring up, you know, Andrew said something about um, the left just, you know, they're using it as a talking point to further their radical agenda, the Evaldi shooting. They're using, they're politicizing it in a way. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott was giving a briefing on the shooting and the Democratic candidate for Texas Governor Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah who is running against Abbott decided to come in and voice his opinion very loudly yep. and decided to politicize the whole shooting of 19 innocent children and two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just disgusting in my opinion. Agreed. And anything, if you politicize something like that and you're using it as a talking point to further your radical agenda, I don't think you should be a politician. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the, the thing is, no matter what the left is going to turn every sort of tragic story into a push for their policies. It was too soon though. Beta was, was way out of line. Um, of course, none of like, of course, none of us think that uh, making any sort of like tragic thing, like a shooting where dozens of school children are killed into a, like an immediate talking point. Like it was literally fresh. Like one of the very first press conferences 
Abbott was discussing this and just immediately pushes it into that, which is, mm-hmm. it's definitely not ideal. And it doesn't look good for the Democrat yeah. party. Colin? Yeah, I think you guys have really hit the nail on the head with it. I think Andrew said some good stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a terrible thing. And it's crazy these Democrats, these liberals, have just turned this horrible thing into this like thing. Like, well, well yeah, I think we should just take away guns. And they're not, like, not focusing on like what's really important. You know, They're just like, yeah, this is proving that... This is gonna. This is what happens when people have guns. But it's like what you've said to me multiple, multiple times in the past. The gun isn't on trial. It's the person. The gun that doesn't commit the crime. The person uses the gun to commit the crime. The guns. The guns not the. Not the issue. Yeah, yeah. totally okay. agree. Yep. Now I want to hurry and talk a little bit more about the gun reform bill that was just passed through the House, um, and I want to hurry and say the names of the 10 senators who said that they're going to support it yep. the republican senators quote unquote um i'm hearing read their names senator lindsey graham of south carolina senator mitt romney from utah senator john cornyn from texas senator senator tom tillis from north carolina senator rich richard burr from north carolina senator roy blunt from montana bill cassidy from louisiana susan collins from maine rob portman from ohio and pat toomey from pennsylvania these 10 rhino senators are voting to basically strip away our second amendment rights. And um, one of the things in the bill that is a big part of it is raising the age limit from 18 to 21 on certain firearms. Now, my problem with that is you send kids, not kids, 18 year olds to war exactly. at 18 years exactly. old and you, yeah. and they use gun. much bigger weapons than the weapons that they're trying to, to get rid of. Yeah. You think that an 18 year old is mature enough to go to war, but you don't think they're mature enough to have a firearm to defend themselves here at home. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, the main thing with the 18 to 21 rule, I mean, if I would honestly be fine with it, but the thing is you got to make just pure adulthood to 21. You go to high school until you're 21. You, um, you can, you have to vote when you're 21, all these sort of things that make you an adult has to be 21 if you're going to make the guns 21. Guns just can't be 21. Right now, we only have alcohol at 21. It needs to be everything at 21 or nothing at 21. Can't you smoke at 21 now? Didn't Trump change that? You have to be 21 to smoke. You can still be 18. I think it's like nine. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's 19 for tobacco, for like cigarettes and stuff. I'm not sure. I went, it could. Yeah. But um, yeah, so um, I guess we. what do you think we should talk about? what like when what is what what constitutes an abortion what what are the limitations i don't think that i think that abortion should never have a limitation i think that we look at it we know that abortion is the killing of a baby okay and basic science basic biology says that life begins at conception 100 and over i saw this thing it said over 95 percent of all biologists believe that yeah uh-huh. So in no way should you ever be able to have an abortion because it is killing a human being. Yes. See, I did a presentation, an argumentative presentation on abortion this year in yep. um, writing. Yeah. And well. yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just talked about how, you know, abortion there. There's no justification for it. Yeah. There's absolutely no justification for it because you look at it. If one of us was murdered, that the person who murdered us would get potentially life 
in jail, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that should be the exact same for for the unborn. For the unborn, yeah. because just because they're not born, the left loves to say that they're only alive when they're born. Yeah. It's just simply not true. But the unborn are just as valuable as us who are born. Yeah. Yeah. Once once the sperm reaches the egg, it is no longer part of the mom. It's something different. The mom is only the only the carrier. Yeah. That is why the my body, mm-hmm. my choice argument is irrelevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it's not right. So what do you think, Chase? Uh, actually, I want to ask Colin this first. I mean, this is Chase's podcast, but I want to ask Colin first. I want to see what he says before me and Chase say anything. Okay. What do you think should happen in the case of woman gets raped? Okay. They need um, abortion. Woman <laughs> wants to get an abortion. Well, let's see. There's multiple options. There's uh, There's adoption. Yeah, right. 100%. Uh, but right now our foster our foster system is not great, but there's ways to improve that and make that better. But I think that that is the be- that is the best option because abortion is never the right thing. And like, yeah. the more I think about it, the more I understand it, the more I learn about it, it just makes my my opinion on it even stronger that it's just so horrible and so yeah. bad. And I can't believe that all these people would think, oh yeah, it's just nothing. It's just like, just doing whatever just going get my teeth pulled it's like whatever no you're killing it and you're killing an innocent person who cannot defend themselves like it's just it's just sickening to think about something like terrible in my opinion what i think the government needs to do you know the government loves to um fund planned parenthood which is a far left liberal yeah organization that supports abortion 100 yeah. percent. instead of funding them awesome. they should be putting the money into bettering the foster care system mm-hmm. for exactly. so that option is more appealing exactly yeah and so why don't we spend more money in giving our nation's unborn a chance rather than sending sending them to death which exactly. sentencing the de- them to death goes against their constitutional rights of life liberty and pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay um i agree with colin and you on this both like it should be more or like adoption is the hundred percent main option when it comes, even if, I mean, going through birth sucks, but getting an abortion sucks even worse. So I think that that's one thing that le- the left decides to not talk about is that getting an abortion is a nasty thing to have happen. It's like these abortion clinics are, they're super, super sketchy. It's a lot of, a lot of times if things don't go right, like it's, these procedures are not smooth and they're not they've been done yeah and the and also the mothers also don't you can tell they don't love the procedure itself it's worse than childbirth itself yeah i i saw a thing today of this abortionist talking about how they do it it just made me yeah no sick i see yeah i've seen stuff yeah in the past few months nasty yeah it sucks for sure so this is i think most of a solid amount of uh right wingers agree that the mother should still have to get birth even if they get raped or because of incest. But another one that is super, super controversial is um, what happens when the mother's life is at danger. The thing with that, there are alternative options that doctors can use to save both the mom and the child. It's a, it's a super, super minute, like 0.001% of abortions happen because of this yeah. when the mother is about to die and they have to kill the baby to save the mother. Yeah. It's very, very rare. And yeah, you're right. There, yeah. There's ways to try and save both for sure. Which should be every doctor's biggest priority is to Agreed. save both lives, yep. not to sacrifice one for the other. Yeah, yep. Both can live. Yeah. 
through different various procedures. Yeah. But um, anything else that you guys want to add on before we move on? That's it. We good? Yeah. All right. Now the next topic is something that has really impacted us now that we're driving American yeah. energy. Yeah. Under Trump's administration, our country was arguably the most energy independent we have ever been. Yeah. Gas prices were down. Um, food prices were down. Just everything. Crap I think cheap, yeah. we'll just mix in inflation with this because yeah. It, but. Gas right now, the national average gas price is very close to five dollars a gallon. Here, it's in Cash Valley, it's about as high as four ninety nine. Yeah, right. Four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, at some places, some places it's like four ninety seven, but still. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five. five bucks. You know, us who turned sixteen this year, we just started driving. Um, I have to spend most of my paycheck on gas. Cause I have to pay for half my gas. Luckily I don't have to pay for all of it, but yeah. I have to pay for half of it. I'm spending half of my paycheck on that. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I've just been, been talking to my parents about this. When I first got, when I first got my license and my parents make me pay for my entire gas, which is fair. I, they paid for entirely for my car. Mm-hmm. So, um, the very first time I went to fill up, it was like 27 bucks. This was last November. So this was like 10 months ago. Last time I filled up was fifty nine sixty, almost sixty bucks. How big's your tank? It's twelve gallons. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's it was kind of crazy to see that. It's crazy. And but the thing is, like, when Trump was in office, and right before Biden was in office, gas was in like two twenty, two thirty, two forty. It is more than doubled, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. And when when uh when Joe first got into office, the very first thing he did was shut down Keystone XL pipeline, mm-hmm. immediately jacked up gas prices 40 yep. cents, immediately. And he's just doing this in the sense of a cleaner, cleaner. environment, yep. which <laughs> he has absolutely nothing to back that up because we see how much this is hurting Americans mm-hmm. and he continues to keep those closed. Yeah. Which, Colin, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say him and these um, left activists, they think that like, oh, hey, we can just switch to just all electric just like that yeah but it takes a gradual slope it you can't just go like just just change they're trying to make it like a four or five year process yeah it's it's mm-hmm. at least it's, it's 40 plus years. 40 plus year like yeah. 30 to 40 years i, I don't know if you guys saw i can't remember who it was i think it was the transportation secretary secretary how do you say his last name uh people yeah i i <laughs> i don't even try his last name but i think it was him or kamala harris that said that we should if you're worried about the gas prices, just get an electric vehicle. Yes. But, a lot of people have stopped, so, so we're struggling with $5 gas, yet they expect us to go get an $80,000 car. Yeah. Exactly. It's absolutely or insane. That's or more. That's like the like, bare minimum. Like the, Tesla's are ridiculous. You, the, cheaper, the cheapest you can get is usually like 30 to 40 grand. And th- those 30 to 40 grand cars are crappy cars. Yeah. So if you want like a... A nice one, you're spending 60, 80 plus. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that they expect that to like fix your problem which is the top zero like top one percent top less than one percent of america can pay for those kind yeah. of cars so they they love to say they're for the working americans they're for the lower class the minorities yeah no they're they, if they expect that that's just showing that they only really care about the top one percent agreed 100%. Which a lot of those politicians fit into because they get so much money. Yeah. I mean, think of the billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all these guys. Jeff, the left loves Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. They treat him like he's Jesus. 
Elon Musk, they hate Elon Musk yeah. because he just tends to say something every once in a while that they don't like. He tends mm-hmm. to buy something every once in a while they don't like. Shout out Twitter. But that's those type of things. They, whatever, whoever fits their narrative, like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are pretty close in their wealth yeah. right now. Jeff Bezos is their daddy and Elon Musk is not, to yeah. say the least. Yep. You're not wrong, Colin. Anything else? No. That was that was interesting. Elon Musk is there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos more. Who has more money? Elon Musk. I think, right yeah, now. it's Elon Musk. Musk. Back and forth yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess that will move us in to the next topic, which is election integrity. We all saw the 2020 election. Yeah. Now that's one of the most controversial elections of all American history. Mm-hmm. Now, we went to bed on election night. Trump was winning, right? Yeah. We thought, okay, Trump's got this. He's going to win it. We wake up in the morning. Joe Biden, I think 30,000 votes randomly in the middle of the night in Michigan, I believe. Yeah. The middle of the night votes were kind of weird. I agreed. Joe Biden randomly just, you know, you look at it. Trump, you see his rallies. You see all of his supporters. And then you see Joe Biden's little... (laughs) <laughs> where they had to sit in little circles <laughs> yeah like yeah like maybe like, 10 yeah. people there yeah you really think that man got more votes than the first black president uh, like he got over eighty thousand. what no eight, yeah. 80 million not eighty thousand. Yeah. that's how much he should have got that's how much he really got eighty thousand. but yeah. um me and colin went to go see 2000 mules mules have you seen that i have not seen it but i've heard so much about it and seen so much about it i'm sure i can talk about it I I recommend you watch it because I I need to watch the full thing, but I understand the gist of the mule, like the ballot mules who would pick up ballots from these unread, like registered voters who were either dead, right. Or, um, just like old people who wouldn't get out and vote, who don't have enough care, Mm -hmm. who are just registered, who they can put their name down, just go pick them up and take them all night to these drop boxes. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. You got it. I think con, what was the number? They said that there was a total of how many mules and how many votes total. I think oh, I, I don't want to get this number wrong. I think wrong. it was oh gosh. It was I a think it, it was a big It was a huge number, but they took it and they put it into the election. They took or they took out those votes, those fraudulent votes, mm-hmm. and it came out that Trump won. I think he was in he won by a big margin. By a pretty big margin. And uh, like in those in those swing states like Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and, Pennsylvania. and yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. I think was it Pennsylvania? Just in Philadelphia, Philadelphia alone, was the worst one. Philadelphia. had more than all of Georgia, yeah. more yeah. all more than Arizona, more mules than any anywhere else. I think, and there was I don't know if you guys saw this. There was just a retired congressman that pleaded guilty to election or vote. What do you call it? Voter fraud. Voter fraud, fraud, but um, he was a mule. Oh, so he said he did this. Yeah, he pleaded guilty. Huh. He was a Democratic congressman. Who took him to – did someone take him to court? I haven't read too much into it. I just saw that, but I don't know. I I know that there have been people taking to court about it, and people have come out like whistleblowers and stuff have come out and said that. Yeah. They did that, and 2,000 mules just – I think if every American – went in and saw that they unless they're the ignorant left who don't believe anything yeah that they see they don't believe in facts they would realize that the 2020 election was stolen yeah so the for a lot of 
um, a lot of people who have seen this documentary and have questions and I'm not an expert and I don't have tons of questions. I think there's definitely a lot of stuff that goes on. A lot of, uh, a lot of questions that arise with the mules itself was the cell phone data that they use to mm -hmm. track these mules, right? Yep. How reliable is the cell phone data that tracks these people going from Dropbox to Dropbox? Like, are they actually going from Dropbox to Dropbox or are they just driving by, happen to be driving by or driving and stopping at places next to it? Yeah. Like, are they right at the Dropbox is a lot, a lot of questions are. Yeah. How precise is the data? Yeah, well, I think that you look at it and if there's multiple um, ballot boxes, I'm saying this wrong. Dropboxes. Yeah. There we go. If there are multiple along that a certain area and yeah. you see people going by each of each one, whether they're just driving past or whatever, it looks suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and yeah. the fact sorry. And the fact that like the meals would go at like three o'clock in the morning, like who in their right mind can get a drop box at three o'clock in the morning? Unless yeah. it's like something suspicious. Well, no, yeah. And there was one lady who had gloves do you remember on. she had gloves on. She yeah. walks in, she there was a trash can behind her. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't even look at the trash can. No. She goes, she puts the ballots in, takes off her gloves, and then automatically she knows where the trash can is, yeah. which kind of shows she, that like, she's, she's been there. A whole bunch she's times. been there. She knows that that's yeah. there. Yeah. That was just one of the weirdest ones that we saw uh, on 2000 Mules. But um, I think that um, 2000 Mules really just covered how much of a fraud the 2020 election was. Yeah. It I I totally re recommend whoever hasn't seen it to go watch it. It will if you don't believe the 2020 election was stolen, it may change your mind. They had panelists on there or people interviews that they were interviewing um that their mind changed. Like Dennis Prager, if do you know who that is? I've heard of anybody him. heard yeah. yeah. He's he has a conservative um organization called Prager U. Yep. Mm -hmm. And okay. he he believed that there might have been some sort of fraud, but he was kind of hesitant. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to make an assumption unless I see evidence. Yeah. And then his opinion totally changed at the end. He's like, yes, this, there was voter fraud in the 2020 yeah. election. My question is, is was, okay. My question is with the 2000 mules documentary is, um, there was, my mind has been hundred percent changed. I agree hundred percent that there was tons of election fraud. Was it enough to switch the uh, the presidency from Trump to Joseph Biden? Yeah, and they proved that in the the documentary. Yeah. They they showed yes. with their numbers. With their so numbers, I should yeah. say that yeah, it's a for sure. But with their numbers and what they had, yeah, Trump won by I think what was it thirty, 30 electoral votes? It was like two seventy some, somewhere to two forty ish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I see that, but it's like. The vote, the num, the numbers they are getting. How on the money are they? Are they off by ten thousand votes? Are they off by twenty thousand yeah. votes? Enough to swing a state back? Yeah, is what I, I one of my questions. No, yeah, yeah, there are so many I, mules. You understand, Andy? There's so many yeah, but, mules in yes. Pennsylvania that it would have flipped Pennsylvania from blue to red. Yes, I know, I know that. But I'm saying, are was are these mules that you're saying? There's no, no, no mules. You're saying there's all these mules. Are there really all these mules, or they're just some mules? They're from what we saw on the documentary, I, that's a valid question. I think that yeah. a lot of people are thinking that. And I even thought that while watching the movie, I was like, yeah. how precise can they actually be? Yeah. But from my intent or my, what I saw yeah. is 
they got pretty dang close to what they could. They, I'm sure that they were off by yeah. some. Like, it, it's really hard to be perfect on anything. Yeah. I, I bet they were off on some. Mm-hmm. But by the amount of data that they had and the amount of technology that they used, I think that there was enough in at least a couple of the states to flip the states. Like, especially yeah. close states like Pennsylvania and Georgia. Yeah. And yeah, stuff like that. Just, uh, yeah, states that were super close. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, we have their midterms coming up here in 2022 right in November. Yeah. That is very crucial for Republicans and conservatives to yeah. flip the house and the Senate. Yeah. So that we can start building back America, mm-hmm. not building back America. That's Joe Biden's slogan. Yeah. He's doing nothing of saving America. Same type of thing. Same, Same type of thing, thing. except Just Joe Biden mean, doesn't know how to do it. We mean different things. Yeah. We know how to Same conservative. Word. Know how to Same do words, it. different meanings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest question a lot of Americans have are, is that will those elections be fair? Yeah. Will it be stolen, these different races? And I think that's just the big question that we all have going into the yeah. midterms. But anything else with that topic? With uh, election. The, and yeah. Fraud. Yeah. Yeah. I will, one thing. Um, okay. So midterms are coming up, right? Yep. We saw in 2021, the uh, North Carolina race, Glenn Duncan, yeah. Terry McCullough. Vir- Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Right, yeah. North North Carolina. Virginia. Yeah, so Virginia. Um, yeah, Joe Biden comes into office. He sucks. Bad. Improving is really low. Virginia is a very blue state. Yeah. Gets flipped red. Um, Glenn Youngkin wins. Why did this happen, Chase? I feel like, in my opinion, from what I see, and I think that people are starting to wake up and realize that the liberal agenda is not working. Yeah. It is not working at all. I think some may think, what if that was fraud from the conservatives? Oh, what man. if they did that? But yeah. I think if you look at it with how bad things are going, a lot of people in their right mind, do you think are really going to continue to go with this narrative and this party? Yeah. I think that people are just starting to wake up. Like there have been many people interviewed in all around the country who voted for Joe Biden who were say they regret it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that so basically what I think it is is people are just waking up and realizing that what they voted for is not what they're getting. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um I think a good like so I mean the Republican Party did something incredible in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Flipped the blue state red. Mm-hmm. Upcoming midterms, Joe Biden's sucking even worse. Mm-hmm. Economy's even worse. Everything's even worse. So it should and th- theoretically be easier to win seats back. Yeah. The left are trying to flip the narrative back on the Republicans and trying to hopefully try and save somewhat of a 2022. They know they're still going to lose big. Yeah. But they're trying to just save it a little bit, not make it as much of a, a red wave landslide yeah. as they think. Yep. What's the key for Republicans to save um as much seats as possible, win as much seats as possible. I think that Republicans and conservatives just need to keep on fighting. I think what needs to happen is the primary, it's primary season right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to elect America first fighters exactly. to fight, exactly. not rhinos yeah. like when we voted in Mitt Romney. Yes, exactly. We, we can't, we need America first patriots. We can't have these people that will cater to the left yeah. and are going to, 
just make the DC swamp even bigger. Yes. I, I that's what I think it. No, you nailed it on the coffin. The 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 most important thing for what I think for conservatives to do right now is elect the right people. If they elect the long people in primaries, send the wrong person at the Democrats. They, the Democrats might be able to pick up some seats yeah. where you wouldn't think. Well, we saw uh, here in Utah, the Democratic, the Utah Democratic Party decided not to um, elect or what do they call it? Put a Democratic candidate into the race. Yeah. They voted to have Evan McMullen represent the Democratic Party. Yeah. And which, in my opinion, any independent like him is a yeah. rhino because he is says he's independent, but he leans more left than you would. Yeah, I think. I think that if he were to beat Mike Lee, I'm going to say Mike Lee because yeah. I don't think Mike Lee is losing the primary. Agreed. If he beats Mike Lee, we're just going down. We're not yeah. going anywhere up. I think if these rhinos are put into office, we're just taking one huge step back. Because right now we have... Is they try to make sure that they don't go completely left or else the people who voted for him will get very mad. Mm-hmm. They try and keep it pretty neutral until the wrong spots and then they vote in the wrong way yeah and then they get mad again but then they always kind of on the on the uh on the bills that don't quite matter as much they vote in the right way just Mm -hmm. to try and keep the people happy um i think that yeah americans need to make sure that they vote the right way and the people who are going into the senate and the house are not going to vote the wrong way when it matters yeah i totally agree now we also have our our congressional district up for um, the seat is up for grabs. Um, we have incumbent Blake Moore. We have Andrew Badger and Tina Cannon. Yeah, Blake Moore. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll give Blake Moore credit. I've looked at stuff that he has done. He has fought for things for Utah values. He has tried to put forth an effort. Yeah, but the thing with him. I, Andrew Badger also said this. He says that Blake Moore is a very close ally with um, Liz Cheney yeah. of Wyoming, mm-hmm. who is a one of the biggest rhinos in the country. For sure. Um, he, had, he voted for the January 6th commission, and he once supported Biden's Build Back Better agenda. He then voted against it, yeah. but he did support it. At a point. But... I think he cannot, he is not the fighter that we need in Washington. Now I just talked to Andrew Badger today and he is a person of the people. He just, his policies and what he he is going to bring American first agenda to our congressional district. Um, What do you guys think? How is, how important is our congressional district to like, how important is it to make sure that this district is America first and not a rhino district. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crucial. The, um, what the Democrats did a good job, whether legitimately or unlegitimately, this last election season was getting the majority in the White House, the House, and the Senate. They haven't been able to get anything done um, because of people like Joe Manchin, who hold them back. Mm-hmm. Praise Joe, Joe Manchin for saving a lot, so many bills. Christian <laughs> Cinema saves so many bills. Um, yeah. I think Republicans need to make sure that one, they have to conserve, they have the majority like the Democrats do right now. They don't necessarily do because a lot of their policies are so far left that even people of their own party can't even vote for it. Yep. So it's crucial that we make sure that we have the real majority so we can get stuff done. Yep. 
And that includes sending America first Patriots there, not rhinos calling. Um, yeah, I think that's what I think that's great what you just said, Andrew. Our I think our congressional district is very, very, very important. And I think it's good that we have a person in here that has a say in what goes on here. And I think in a way the House right now is almost more important than the Senate because the House, like Andrew said, is just going crazy right now. Like, yeah. I think about some of the bills and stuff that's been trying to get passed to the House and it's just absolutely ridiculous. And like the stuff that's gone through the House, like the preaching of Donald Trump, like it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like Nancy Pelosi, all those, what, like, I feel like they're almost the reason the Democrats are so bad is because they, I don't know, they're just. Yeah. AOC, Nancy, Nancy yeah. Pelosi, yes. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris for was her. there. Yeah. The, yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But, okay. Now I'm just going to get to our big question. Okay. What characteristics makes someone a strong conservative instead of a weak rhino? I'll. Both of you will get a chance to answer. I think Colin needs to start first. Okay. All right. So first up. I think being a person for the people. I think that is a big one. What does that mean, though? What do you mean by for the people? Standing up for our constitutional rights and being mm-hmm. a good American and not having these ridiculous, absolutely asinine laws that you're trying to pass through Congress. Like, let's make them 21 to go buy a gun. Let's make it illegal. Let's make it legal to kill babies. Let's... Do whatever. I mean, I, I mean, those are just the ones yeah. off the top of my head, but there's hundreds of bills, so I mean, whatever I could go off the top of my head and think of. They're, yep. They're ridiculous, yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah, agreed 100%. Um, yeah, the, I think Colin did a good job there. But um, the main thing, like, let's take let's take uh, Greg Abbott, for example. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome governor, does tons of great things. Then take I mean, I don't really want to compare a governor to a senator, but I think it, I think yeah. it, I think it make, makes sense. Mitt Romney, we we all know Mitt Romney, especially we're all from Utah. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney was the um, was up against Barack Obama in 26, uh, yeah. 2012. We all wanted Mitt Romney to win one for me because he's from Utah. I would quote it be to say uh, someone from Utah is now the president of the United States. Yeah, um, and he lost to Barack Obama. And once he lost, he's gone downhill. He's gone more left than ever while trying to keep the conservative Republican name. Mm-hmm. Um, what separates him from Greg Abbott? I mean, Greg Abbott, he'll he'll let things pass in estates that will help the people of, te- of Texas and mm-hmm. will um, make sure that uh, the, Constitution, the Constitution is preserved. Yeah. Mitt Romney is... He feels like he uh, will. He fi- he doesn't really care what the people of Utah think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was talking to Colin about this earlier today. Actually, the main reason people started hating Mitt Romney was because he was voting against what the Utahns believed. Mm-hmm. So when he started doing that, people started like people don't like him as much anymore because he doesn't. The main point of a senator is for them to vote for what the people of the state that they represent. Like that's why that so they vote for that that way so they serve their constituents the way they yes exactly 100 percent. so i think that that is a huge one the people who go into the people who go into congress must be able to correctly vote the right way based on how the constituents vote um yeah what anything else what i want to do is i just want to hurry and say some names of people who are strong conservatives versus people who are rhinos let's look at Governor DeSantis of Florida. Like you said, Governor Abbott of Texas. We have um, Mike Lee from Utah. We have um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Mm Greene. We have Governor Christine Ellum, Representative Madison Cawthorn. 
all these strong conservatives who have yeah. made changes in their states for their constituents for America. Yeah. And then we have people like our governor, Spencer Cox. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into him. Um, Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, um, Senator Susan Collins of Maine. She's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, Su- uh, Senator Murkowski of Alaska. All those rhinos are absolutely terrible. Now you look at it. The difference between those two groups of names are the first group with Governor Santis, all those people, they actually make change. They will fight tirelessly until change is made. And they are very outspoken about their views. Yeah. And not once have I seen any of those people cater to the other side, the other party. However, these people, um, the rhinos, like Governor Cox, we saw how he decided to not ban transgender athletes yep. in Utah. Mm-hmm. We saw um, Senator Romney. He is going to vote for the gun reform bill. He has voted against Republicans too much. So what I'm saying is strong conservatives are people who are going to go in and make change. Conservative, strong conservatives are the people who are going to go in there and serve their constituents, like you said, vote the way of the people, mm-hmm. and they will not stop fighting. Yeah. And then, so basically, that's what I think of it. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what we need, even though I don't agree, let's take Joe Manchin, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with Joe Manchin in almost an- anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. of what he does. But what I like about Joe Manchin is he's not afraid to stand up to his own party. He's like, okay, you guys want to spend $5 trillion on roads and bridges? No, it's too much money for nothing. Um, When they said, when uh, the Senate tried to pass a law uh, that would constitute abortion up until the point of birth Mm -hmm. through all nine months, through all 50 states, he's like, no, it's too broad. He's willing to even though, yes, he's left-wing, he votes left most of the time, he's willing yeah. to set his limitations and realize that, hey, you know what, I'm in an extremely red, red-wing red state, I'm in West Virginia, probably the most red-wing state in the nation, I'm not going to vote radical just because my party tells me to. I'm yeah. going to vote whatever I say. I feel like we need people like that, unlike Mitt Romney, who even though he's from a very red state, he won't. he doesn't care. He'll vote whatever mm-hmm. way he wants, whenever he wants. We need more people like that. Yeah, he votes for Mitt Romney, not for the people of Utah. Yeah. See, one thing about Joe Manchin that I really thought was interesting, I don't know if you watched the State of the Union, he sat on the Republican side of the aisle. I actually he decided to sit on the Republican side of the aisle. I think, and there was one time where Biden said something. I can't remember what it was about. All the Republicans were sitting down, not applauding. All the Democrats were up except one Republican, Mitt Romney. Yeah. Up there clapping for him. Yep. Mitt Romney is does not deserve the R by his name. He is not a Republican. He is simply a Democrat. Yeah. In my opinion. Agreed. But all right. Anything else, Colin? Just in no. conclusion. Anything else you would like to say to the people? Well, I think what Andrew said was good. I think we just need to make sure we are electing good officials that can help us have help us keep our constitutional rights and not let these extreme left officials and political leaders just ruin our country. I think that's the big issue. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, 
So today we've talked about the Second Amendment rights, abortion, American energy and independence, election integrity, the primaries here in Utah, and talked about what a conservative was. Now, thank you both for coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome to have both of your inputs. Yeah. Um, definitely have to do this again some yes, other time. Sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's going to end it for today. Yeah. So um, right. thanks for listening. Yeah. and Tons of fun. Thank you, Chase. Uh, yep, no problem. Thank you for listening to The Conservatine. May God bless you, and may God bless the United States of America. Thank you.